0: So then I was like, sorry about your ex, man. (laughs) (laughs) And I let him cry on me. We weren't watching it anyway. His tears just mixed in with the butter. Wow. (laughs) So (laughs) welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the show, Lady Wan Sayad. everybody. Hello, everyone. And with us, special guest. He is from the first run. His Twitter handle is The Better First Run. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. Oh, no. oh, thanks. It is Matt from the first run. Why don't you say hi to everybody?
1: Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for thanks for having me. This is my first uh invite. Uh Chris is much more friendly than I am, so he's out there <laughs> on the pavement, making the connections, and I just No.
0: Try. It just makes you more like desirable. It's like playing hard to yeah. get. <clears throat> who's that mysterious guy in the corner? <laughs> who's saying nothing with his hand in his pocket?
1: <laughs> Gone too far. <laughs> Alright,
0: so I have to tell you guys right off the bat that I am not in studio. I am in my dad's cabin this house is creaky and there's weird noises and there's a lot of cats and he is walking around uh he is wearing less clothing that i would like him to have on <laughs> it's pretty horrifying here and that's apropos because this was a movie that was supposed to take the x-men into a horror type genre in a horror direction
2: I was horrified.
0: <laughs> but these were not our mutants that we typically know. These were going to be a set of new mutants. Mutant babies, they make our dreams come true. Do, 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 do. When your hospital looks kind of weird, we wish that you were there. Just close your eyes, and let me know. you could be happy. I like nightmares. I like to get hot. I run fast. I have a sword. <laughs> All right, so it was not mutant babies. Um, uh, so... You've been in
2: the woods for a day and you're already off the walls. <laughs> How much of this will make into the it's final cut? Too much. <laughs>
0: anyway, we're going to be fixing new mutants. Okay. Okay. What's the last thing you remember, Danny?
2: He said we had to run.
0: The reason you survived is because you're a very uncommon girl. You're not alone. Not anymore. Do you know what mutants are? anyone like to share their first time rain i was 13 i thought it was a dream i just lost control sam i started panicking people got hurt roberto my girlfriend had burned her
1: Ileana? i killed 18
2: men one by one It's a
0: cage. It's important we find out your power so we can help you get better. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. I don't think we're here to get better. We can get out of this, together. So, new mutants was directed by josh boone from a screenplay that he wrote with nate lee this movie was the 13th in the x-men series from fox josh boone made his directorial debut writing and directing debut with the movie stuck in love with jennifer connelly and greg kinnear and then after that he did the fault in our stars the Shailene woodley and ansel elgort cancer love movie What are you thinking about Live in <laughs> So already, he sounds like the right guy for this horror X-Men movie. Uh, but <laughs> it seems like he did always want to go darker. He pitched New Mutants, actually, because he, quote, found them really dark, interesting and different from the typical X-Men stories that we had read when he was a kid. He also, around the same time, began working on a Stephen King adaptation of Lizzie's story. He was hired to write and direct The Stand, another Stephen King. Stuck in Love even had a cameo from Stephen King. He also was was on board to do the vampire Lestat. So he looks like somebody who made these love movies and was like, I just want to do something scary. (laughs) Now, here we are with the one he finished, question mark, New Mutants, his mashup, Stephen King John Hughes thing I know the Fox CEO even called it Breakfast Club meets One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. this movie went through a lot of development hell just long story short basically Boone wanted a horror movie and he felt like the studio was neutering his vision and then it came out and it was a massive success and the studio was like okay let's go with your horror thing and they're like let's reshoot half the movie and it was moved a whole bunch of times they didn't want it to compete with Deadpool 2 they didn't Wanted to compete with Dark Phoenix. Uh, All these back and short about reshoots and what to do with the movie after Disney acquired Fox. And after all that, there weren't any reshoots. Here we are. We have a movie that Maisie Williams retweeted a tweet of a (laughs) review saying
2: Forbes called it the worst X Men movie that's ever been made. And she was like, Sounds like fun. You should go see it. The worst (laughs) X Men movie
0: ever. Maisie apparently good spirited about it. They
2: finished production on this movie three years ago. She's already spent that money. She doesn't care anymore. (laughs)
0: Like Lady One said, they started. Filming this thing in 2017 in Boston, hilariously under the working title Growing Pains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have committed just a straight up uh Growing Pains remake with uh superheroes in it.
0: Yes. <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah.
1: Charlie Heaton can just become very yes. uh very religious about halfway through.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, this movie stars. It'll take
2: you forever, there's so many people in it.
0: I know, right?
2: <laughs> cast of thousands.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so it's a much smaller uh, X Men movie. Me cast. It stars, of course, Maisie Williams. My name is Aya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die.
1: <laughs> she plays Rain, aka Wolfspang.
0: They don't use the mutant names in this one because I guess this is supposed mm-hmm. to be pre them being on any team and having a name. Do you think that's. Mm hmm. So uh, she's a Scottish mutant who could turn into a wolf. Anya Taylor-Joy plays Ilyana Rasputin. Her comic character's name is Magic. She's a Russian mutant. She can manifest something called the soul sword, and she can teleport to her world there. Limbo. Limbo. Yeah, it's Limbo, yeah. Uh, we have got Charlie Heaton as, I think his name in the comic is a Cannonball. Correct. He can basically pop around like a cannonball. I don't know <laughs> Uh, yeah. But Charlie Heaton is from Stranger Things. He
2: was the character that the show thought we were going to care about. Everybody was like, nah, it's about Steve. Nobody uh, cares yeah. about the older brother.
0: <laughs> Whoever you yeah. are. Alice Braga plays Cecilia Reyes, who is the doctor who is keeping them all confined there. And then we've got Henry Zaga, who is a Brazilian mutant who can get real hot and burst fire, I guess. His name in the comic is Solar Sunspot. Flare? Sunspot. So Mm-hmm. Sun, sun Solar Spot.
2: Flare is a better name <laughs> what than What would you guys do Spot? without me
1: here right now? I'm bringing up the nerd
2: cred here. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> Trust me, every guest brings up the cred of this show big time. Like, it's <laughs> it's terrible. Danny, or Danielle Moonstar, is played by an actress, Blue Hunt, who is a Native American mutant, who can manifest people's fears. Blue Hunt is a descendant of the Lakota tribe. So Anyway, that is the cast. But what I really want to ask you guys. So, this was one of the first major movies to be released post i mean we're not post COVID, obviously we are very much mid pan <laughs> so this was the first movie that i saw in the theaters since theaters closed uh, i know you saw it, lady one in the theater matt where did you go to see new mutants basically i want to ask you guys how did you guys feel seeing a movie returning to a theater if you didn't return to a theater how did you see it because this is like the first non-netflix Movie that we've done since the pandemic. Why don't you go first, guest Matt from The First Run?
1: Yeah, so um I live in Connecticut. COVID rate, I think, is lowest in the country, but I'm whoa. still too paranoid to go to the movie theater. Ooh, so I didn't go to the theater. I actually went to a drive in. I drove an Ooh. hour away to go to one of the only two drive ins in the state wow. and I watched it. And it was an interesting movie experience just to be sitting in my own car. Of course, my mm-hmm. car is pretty new, so it shuts off every 15 minutes, you know, because it doesn't. <laughs> Wasn't just trying to save energy, yes. um, so that was a problem. It was very dark; I couldn't really see the screen. It was
0: small. Oh no!
1: Yeah. So, but I was in my own car. That's true. I was away from the Rona, so Ew. I guess there's yeah. that. Um,
0: you didn't even yeah. have to wear pants if you didn't.
1: Uh, well, I was because you know people were walking around <laughs> making sure
0: we were doing what we we're supposed to be doing. Oh, I guess. but they had uh, people walking around putting <laughs> flashlights in cars.
1: Well, no, they had people walking around making sure that they were obeying the rules of the drive-in. You know, not opening Ooh. their tailgate so people couldn't see behind them. Um, and, um, Okay. You know, okay. you weren't supposed to be around your car. Like you could be in front right. of it or behind it, but you couldn't be around it, like oh, on the side, like on the so side of it. Okay. Away. Wow. Mansfield driving was not playing around.
0: Did you get out at all to get snacks? Did you brave the snack bar?
1: I did not brave the
2: snack Those bar. Those things are
0: dangerous. <laughs> you just brought. I brought. What did you bring for your mm-hmm. car viewing experience for New Mutants?
1: For New Mutants, um, I brought some. We brought some cheap beer. Yeah. My wife brought some claw equivalents. Yeah. Uh, we got brownies at BJ's. And um, we, got, uh, we got some uh, KFC chicken tenders And ate wow. those
0: So this sounds perfect <laughs> Man, I want to go on a date with you yeah,
1: Anytime <laughs> <even> To <laughs> the drive-in That's right, we can go to the drive-in whenever you want
0: Oh my gosh, if you're rolling <laughs> up with, with beer brownies and chicken fingers mm-hmm. You're getting laid, sir <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm glad it's all it takes But I'm glad we've set what the bar is
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I strive uh... to exceed it <laughs> you saw this one in the theater, Lady One. What was the last movie you saw before the pandemic? The
2: last movie I was in the theater for was The Invisible Man. That's a good one. This was my first one back. I was nervous okay. because many theaters opened a week before yeah. and started doing like the throwback movies, but our local theater did not. They did not open until literally the night before this. So this was only their second night they were open. So that's not enough time for me to find out if that was going to be like an outbreak place. So there's not been enough time. Like I will be. Part Part of the outbreak if it's happening. (laughs) Like, there was no warning. So I was nervous to be, like, one of the first few people in, but... I wore my mask the whole time. I did not snack. did not have a beverage. I handled that business before I got to the theater. So I kept my mask on the whole time. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. There were sanitizing wipes everywhere. So I took a bunch of those and I took them to my seat and I wiped down everything all around my seat before I sat down. When we purchased our tickets in the app, it spaced us away one seat on either side of our group so that nobody could sit directly next to us, which honestly, like, let's just make that a movie theater thing forever. <laughs> like, I don't want to my elbow next to a straight uh
0: yeah because I've totally gone to a theater that was empty except me and had a man walk in an old man just sit next to me in the seat next
1: I know like What is it like? What are they a psychopath? Like what? What is? What is that?
2: Yeah,
0: next to me.
2: Yeah, that's super strange.
1: It's even worse is when they hate when they sit behind me. That's why I sit all the way in the back. (laughs) That's worse. In the back (laughs) row, so nobody can sit behind me.
2: Yeah, he he
0: even finished the movie. Like he left. Like
2: (laughs) he just wanted some clothes. Like twenty
0: minutes left, and I'm like, "Well, did he sit there hoping?" (laughs) That we were going to, like, first share popcorn and then, like, a little touching of the index fingers. Like, You're
1: painting quite a picture here. I just see this like, <laughs> this, like, octogenarian old man just coming down, just putting his hand on the thing, just, like, yes. sliding, his, sliding his pinky yes. just ever so gently against your hand.
0: <laughs> Running his nothing, buttery finger around guy. the rim of, of the popcorn tub. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite an image. Thank you for that JC. But maybe he just wanted to feel your body heat. He just wanted to come and just feel be in the presence yeah. of
0: another person, you know. Okay. <laughs> I think this. I think there's gonna be some changes after this pandemic. Some for the better. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so moving on. Um, same experience that Lady One had. There was sanitizer.
2: Except for you ate. I Gross. ate
0: Twizzlers. <laughs> I did. I ate Twizzlers that were sealed in a package and uh, ate them, and they were good.
2: Yeah, but your mouth droplets weren't sealed in a package. <laughs> no. They
0: were... Listen. I wore that mask, and I was even shoving Twizzlers up into the mask. It's why I chose Twizzlers because it is a snack you can work into the mask. As you chew, the Twizzler will slide further into the mask.
1: Sounds like you put a lot of thought into this.
0: I chose a COVID-responsible snack, okay?
1: Lady One does not agree. She's disgusted so, by your... So, let's your just eating. jump
0: right into it. <laughs> Matt, it was from the watch. first run, did you like New Mutants?
1: No, I did not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I will say this. It's not the worst X-Men movie I've seen. Um, that's damning it with faith, praise. Um, but it's not <laughs> as bad as, like, X-Men Origins Wolverine or, like, X3 mm-hmm. or Apocalypse. Those were unmitigatedly terrible. This was yeah. just blah. I can't like work up enough to like actively dislike it. It was just kind of there.
0: Yeah. Lady one, did you like or dislike? New I
2: did not like this movie. I started laughing literally the first line in the movie. There's an
0: old native American proverb that says inside every person, there are
2: two bears. <laughs> no, I'm out. like immediately, I was like, this is so dumb. What's happening. And there are just so many lines throughout the movie that I'm like, no you want that to be serious and i'm laughing at it oh i thought it was super bad a lot of the acting was really terrible and then when it was over i I definitely shared with our very small and socially distanced group if i die because i saw this shitty movie i'm gonna be so mad like i better not get it because i saw the new mutants i will haunt that theater (laughs) hard So yeah,
0: I agree that I was laughing at some things that I shouldn't have been laughing at. I am not as hard on this movie. I did not hate this movie. I will probably watch this movie again. I kind of like understand... What they were trying to do. It doesn't always work, but when something did work, I thought it was pretty good. So,
1: just out of curiosity, what did work for you?
0: I like that they're trapped in there with this mutant that is going to turn their nightmares against them. I don't think that they explored the premise as well as they should have.
2: The script is trash. That's the problem. <laughs> right, right, it's a cool idea. Right. The script is hot garbage. It's like
0: you want to be on board with and it.
1: the talking happens, and, it just and
2: ruins then the everybody. talking happens. <laughs> And then the whole thing falls apart. <laughs>
0: right. So, um, we got a dislike, a dislike. I kind of <laughs> liked it, but
2: you liked Aquaman, though.
0: Aquaman had balls. Get
2: out of here. I'm, I have to say, I'm with
1: JC on this one. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. I, I, so I know bad. it's bad, but I still had fun watching Aquaman. But it, it's good because it's bad.
0: I love cool. Matt from First Run so much. <laughs> you have no idea. He just gets me. He just gets me. I
1: say, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm flopping on both sides of the fence here. Me and Lady One are solidly in the no new mutants camp, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. But what did critics and audiences think? Lady One, why don't you give us the fresh hot stats?
2: So... This movie is 35% rotten mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's up from the 21% All rotten right. it was at the moment that we walked into the theater. So <laughs> yeah. that's good. Okay. The audience score is 53%. Yeah. So I guess not everyone okay. hated it as much as we did, audience Matt. I'm just
0: liking it a bit more.
2: But I do have to say, I know that, you know, what you liked about this was that it, it tried to do something different than your normal X-Men movie, but they still did somehow manage to spend $100 million <laughs> (laughs) Fucking dollars on this movie. Where? 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 That bear ate fifty million dollars. <laughs> like, that was a great effect. I don't understand. So this is a mid-budget as far as a like superhero kind of movie goes, but it's still an insane amount of money to spend on what is reasonably like a tiny film. Yeah. <laughs> With COVID, it's obviously not going to make its money back. Who's to say what could have happened if it hadn't been delayed? It was for still years not going to make that. Out much. And,
0: <laughs> yeah, no it still
2: wasn't going to do well. But it looks like it made seven million dollars its opening weekend. But Even though we saw it in the theater, only like 60-something percent of theaters are actually open in the U.S. It is by no means a wide release. So, yeah, honestly, this was a good time to dump it because this movie was doomed after everything it had been through. But at least it, you know, I don't know. There were like nine of us in there at least when we went. I
0: actually thought that this release date was actually the best case scenario for this movie. People are going to assume it's bad because it's been delayed so much. And, you know, of course, it landed at Disney. Disney's like, what? What do i do with this and they mm-hmm. can't stream it because i read somewhere that under the the contract with fox any movie that was completed had to have a theatrical release so they couldn't just mm-hmm. dump it on hulu or something and if they were gonna have to release it and try to make something off of it i think having it compete with nothing was the way to do <laughs> yeah. it
2: honestly and having
0: it be like the first movie other than test. that russell Crowe thing
2: it's the sacrificial mm-hmm. lamb for movie theaters yes. Is like will people go see this and the movie's not really taking a risk because the movie was already yes. doomed and it's the best way to feel out like literally the seven million dollars it made those are the people who were going to go see fucking anything <laughs> i know because yeah. i'm one of them <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we're just like yeah. the movies let's go that <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> of the people who saw this movie how many were like oh gosh i've just been waiting so long for the new mutant? Like, no, these are people who've been waiting to go to the movie theater.
0: Yeah, New Mutants. I think 7 million is fine. That's not a bad open. There are movies that open worse.
2: Without a pandemic. Without (laughs) pandemic.
0: So let's go ahead and uh, we're going to get into fixing this. But first, let me give you a quick plot summary here. It's going to be provided by Blue Hunt and
2: Little teeny Cats. We are going to tell you about our new movie, The New Mutants, in just 60 seconds.
0: Ready? Go! I play Danny, a young mutant who wakes up in a sketchy medical facility run by Dr. Reyes.
2: You're not alone, Danny.
0: Danny meets the other young mutants being monitored there. Rain, Ileana, uh, Roberto, and Sam. Dr. Reyes wants to help them understand their new powers. So they have therapy sessions to discuss their haunted pasts. What if I just want to go home? Sam, you remember what happened. Yep, Therapy. But and then things get all weird. And they discover that they can't leave.
2: This isn't a hospital. It's a cage.
0: And as if being trapped in a creepy hospital isn't horrifying enough.
2: They have to face their fear when a sinister force invades. They start to question
1: Dr. E's motives.
0: You can move. when I say so.
1: We're trapped in here with demons and you want us to stay trapped?
2: It only gets worse from that.
0: Do they get answers? So that sounds cool. Why wasn't the movie cool?
2: Because the movie didn't do what it said it was going to do.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so we're going to fix this. But before we fix it, because we're going to obviously start ripping it apart a little bit. Not ripping it apart. You know, gently taping and <laughs> cutting with scissors and getting that glide thing. And you know, we start cutting and it starts gliding. Mm, it's nice. Yeah, and you get in erect. It's some salt. So like, uh, it's really... <laughs> We're going to say something that we liked about this movie because a lot of people work on a movie and a lot of people work hard on a movie. So, Lady Wan, what is one thing that you liked about The New Mutants?
2: Um, I I feel like this might be a popular answer today, but I liked Anya Taylor-Joy. She was great. Her accent was consistent throughout the movie, which is worth acknowledging given that bullshit Stranger Things was peddling. (laughs) Like he pronounces her name, Iliana, and then later is like Iliana. I'm like, did you not remember your own accent?
0: Just really quick, if you call him Stranger Things, what do you call Maisie Williams?
2: (laughs) Oh, I referred to her in all of my notes as Arya, despite the fact that I have never (laughs) seen an episode of Game of Thrones. It's like, and then Arya turns into a wolf. (laughs) Like it's his accent was tough stuff. But I'm being positive. Anya Taylor Joy's accent was great. She was like a funny Bitchy character. Yeah. She somehow manages to walk around the movie with like a puppet on her hand, yep. and like that's not a joke. Yeah. Like I don't know. She's mean enough that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't talk shit about that either. Like she was great. Where's her movie? That was. Yeah. I'd watch her movie. I don't want to watch this bullshit. <laughs> All
0: right, Matt yeah. from the first run. Mm-hmm. What is something that you liked about the New Mutants?
1: Two things I liked. I thought we we already mentioned uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who I thought was pretty good. Um I did like some of the creature designs. I thought the Mask Men Slender Man kind of thing was suitably creepy. I mean, a little Mm -hmm. cliché, but it was, was, you know, effective. The Demon Bear looked good. So, I mean, that's something. Some of the visual effects were solid, I guess. Mm -hmm. Some of the powers, in so much as you saw them, looked pretty good. Yeah. And also, I think this is the first time, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I could be wrong, but as the I think the nerdiest person on this podcast right now, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've gotten the same-sex relationship of any kind between superheroes in these films, between Rain and, and Danny. I don't think we've had any kind of representation like that in any of the X-Men films, even though they're an analog and anything else. Yeah,
0: definitely not in the, the X-Men series, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that was actually added. That was a choice to add it to the film. Mm-hmm. That's not in the comics. No, it's not. But that was good that they they added that. I, the thing that I liked best was a mix of Lady One's like and Matt's like. I loved the design and the effects and at the end of the film when Ilyana was fighting the bear.
2: Take Danny to a safe place, and I'll take care of this bear.
0: I was transfixed. It was the most just out there visual. I saw a couple like reviews that are like, oh, movie that has no real climax. I was like, that worked for me, it did. So I enjoyed the visuals of it. So anyway, let's move past that garbage, that sappy, (laughs) everybody gets a trophy BS that these Gen Uh Zs and millennials have to have. The
1: jaded Gen Xer has spoken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, what do you say we fix this movie? What do you say? What do you say? Let's do it. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? guest. Matt, from the first run, what's your first fix?
1: So despite our our collective uh, or at least you're, you you and I praising some of the creature design and some of the effects, yes. I
0: personally would just completely
1: jettison all of the horror elements. Whoa. You know, E for Ooh. effort for trying. Yeah, yeah trying something <laughs> uh, um, a little different. But I would have liked seen this, you know, they talk about the Breakfast Club leaning more into the teen kind of elements of this because okay. the New Mutants were always kind of like a, they were kind of like a a joke team they were not particularly good at what they did i mean one of their main characters they sent Mm -hmm. this guy into battle whose superpower was that he could decode languages like they would literally send him to go fight supervillains and that's all he could do wait is
0: he the the character that every person who wrote or drew for new mutants and even fans were like can we kill him please
1: yeah and they ended up killing him yes (laughs) yes Yes.
2: oh r.i.p yeah cypher
1: (laughs) he was uh (laughs) that's what he could do. I would have been more on board with this if this was like Mean Girls with like superheroes like that would have been a much more interesting yeah. film if you're going to kind of go for a different oh. genre um, so
0: you wanted to lean harder into the the John Hughes
1: yeah I mean I'm, I'm all about you know changing the genre of the superhero film or challenging the kind of structure of it yeah and I think you could be done successfully with a horror film but I think this kind of ensemble thing it didn't really work yeah. like if you took something like um, a Batman or like a Spider-Man and just kind of focused on something like that could be a lot more effective, but for this, I don't know. It just it, it just the tone just didn't seem right and they just couldn't strike that balance. It yeah. wasn't scary enough and but it also yeah. wasn't superheroy mm-hmm. enough to really be effective either way, in my opinion.
0: You wanted like uh, one of the characters to have glasses and then take her glasses off and then get hot.
1: Yeah that could have been like Aria you, you know she took like, uh, <laughs> and her hair suddenly grows like shoulder length.
0: Teen movie tropes is what yeah you exactly
1: want. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Lady Juan, what is your first fix?
2: So my first fix is to move this movie, in terms of our timing of it, into nondescript, nobody has cell phones and nobody's dressed appropriately, but to just uh, go with the 80s, just let it happen. Why is Roberto's collar popped? (laughs) Why is Ileana wearing ripped tights under her jean shorts? like... We're we're already dancing around it. Like, let's just get Buffy the Vampire Slayer off the fucking TV (laughs) and just own it. Like, can we not just lean into the 80s full stop, like throw Massachusetts 1984 on a title card and just lean into it? Like, let them have their 80s slang. Let them have a a killer soundtrack going on while all this is happening. Um, We've already talked about The Breakfast Club so much, so the director said that breakfast club and then nightmare on elm street dream warriors are like his main yeah. inspiration for this like those are like some 80s flicks like you could give more to the characters by leaning into that time frame because you can kind of tell that they were non-committal on when this is happening like the tv is old but There are DVDs. Like, it's definitely post-Buffy, but, like, they're not really giving you much. I found it personally distracting while I'm watching it to try and figure out, like, when this story is happening. I know it didn't end up getting looped into everything else going on with X-Men because of all of the studio changes and and everything else like that. But at least then it would have tied into things, even if it doesn't continue from there. Because, you know, Marvel's just going to reboot the whole fucking Mm -hmm. X-Men anyway. So at least let this die along with everything else right like
0: you're you're absolutely right because like studio people ruined that whole part of the movie because x-men apocalypse was so poorly received the studio was like ah take it out of the 80s but it messed it up yeah because it so wants to be 80s you're absolutely right it
2: feels missing something that you can tell was that okay fine if it's not in the 80s it's just whenever and no, like you can't do that. Like you, you can't just l- take something out and not replace it with something else. Committing to anything in more of a, a stronger direction would have made it better.
0: Yeah, this thing was missing a Billy Idol cameo. <laughs> 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 like they're at the mall, they sneak
1: out to go to the food court get some orange julius <laughs> uh-huh. and then billy Look, like tiffany's freaks. there given giving one of her performances and she like is freaks out because
2: yeah
0: <laughs> oh you guys would love this to be like a, a more light 80s throwback
1: yeah i think so yes i
0: was in uh elementary school all through the 80s i just aged myself
1: <laughs> hey you and me both so two-thirds of the podcast is right Is that right now <laughs> <laughs>
0: It felt far less cool when I was part of it, uh, with my giant tube socks and glasses that covered two thirds of my head.
1: <laughs> you had those too, huh? I think <laughs> the 80s all They had were big round glasses. I look at old pictures and they go uh, to like the top of my mouth and so like maybe bad. over my eyebrows. <laughs>
2: <Cheers>. <laughs> but honestly, because of our terrible glasses as children, we all have personalities and we have podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> yeah, <very> true. <laughs>
1: So, JC, what's your next screen fix? I don't know if I just stepped on your toes, Lady Wan. Yeah, Wow. Do it. I just came in like I own the place.
2: (laughs) Somebody's
0: auditioning. (laughs) (laughs) For whose job? (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, So, yeah, it's funny because you both were kind of doubling down on on the 80s. And I kind of like that stuff. But I actually wish they had gone the other way and doubled down on the atmospheric horror. I know that this series, it's known as kind of one of the best comics, most influential comics of all time. The original artist, a guy named Bob Cloud, who was the original artist, uh, left. It went to another guy named Sal Bushima. They got all the way through issue 17. And then they decided to bring in a guy named Bill Sienkiewicz, who was known as doing comics in an avant-garde style some people have compared it to ralph stedman who was doing the covers for the, the hunter s thompson books the stuff he was doing on comics in the 80s was very different than what was in regular mainstream comics they've said that his style verges on abstraction and he makes use of oil painting, photorealism collage, mimeograph and other things that are generally uncommon in in comic books to make these really unique panels and the run of New Mutants that this is, is taken from, the Demon Bear Saga that's his art, it is highly stylized and uses a lot of like popping colors but moody and 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 dark and what what happens when you try to mix breakfast club with the shining is you end up with something that ends up seeming more campy and i didn't want camp i wanted to be a straight psychological horror using a lot of the trippy visuals that are right there provided by the artist of that particular new mutant series more stylish more moody i wanted something Uh that was going to be much more challenging to me as a a viewer
2: i agree with that fix i think it's not dark enough it's not scary enough i'm scared of everything and i didn't jump once
0: so that is a testament
2: that first teaser trailer that came out i was like oh fuck that looks so scary i'm not gonna want to see that and it didn't fulfill that at all
0: i did actually think that josh boone coming from these like romantic films was the wrong director for this you know you could have easily replaced josh boone with like imagine if this was directed by like the same director as something that's really atmospheric like the babadook you know then then you get a director uh jennifer kent so you get a female director in there who's just much more adept and much more skilled at psychological horror films
1: (laughs) Have Anya Taylor Joy make a call and get Robert Eggers to come over here and, and do it. Uh, if you want to lean a little heavier into it, maybe something, maybe some of that lighthouse uh, stuff that he had going on, just like really yes. lean into like just the crazy uh, visuals. Yes. I think the common theme here though is obviously they got to do something. This is, they don't know what they're doing. They're trying to do too many things at once. And okay. I would have been okay also with them i think it's a good fix too just like lean into the horror elements but pick one and go with it and like go all in
2: do (laughs) something
0: josh boone go back to your farm making that red drink (laughs) wow matt from the first run why don't you lay on us your next fix my
1: second pick okay yeah um well i guess maybe we just have a running theme here um you know whereas pick something and go with it i this is not really much of a superhero movie either i would have really much rather seen some of their powers be highlighted i mean i thought the magic stuff was cool yeah yeah but you know there was a missed opportunity even with that i mean the reason she's magic is because she's she's the Doctor Strange of another dimension. She's the Sorcerer Supreme. So, like, they could have like built off of all that stuff. Like, Cannonball, you know, you see him kill a bunch of guys in a hallway. Yeah. That's in the that's in the trailer, and that's it. That's really the, the only thing he does throughout the entire film. Yeah. So yeah. it was a waste opportunity. They could have really leaned into a lot of the superpowers, which is what we would be looking for in a superhero film. But we really yep. didn't get any of that.
0: Yeah, and th- and also, like, they're supposed to be, yeah. like, these unstable uh, kids who are there because mm-hmm. they can't handle their powers yet. So, show them just blasting off powers all the time. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, if they're yeah. so hard to control.
2: They're just sitting in <laughs> chairs in group therapy. Like, no, no one, one is has, restrained. Yes, this guy no can
1: one? literally go, like, 700 <laughs> miles per hour with flames shooting out of his butt. And yet, nobody seems to be <laughs> any concerned about him at all. He's just sitting there Lackadaisical And he's like Oh yeah. I'm gonna go over here now And I'm gonna lose control Like that's basically Nobody
0: <laughs> Nobody feed him beans yeah,
2: no, these mutants have more control over their emotions than I had when I was fifteen, and I was just like a regular human. Like I don't understand. You caused not more destruction. Freaking out. Why? Why I isn't did. there like murders every
1: other day in like in like the X mansion? Because you figure if they're all like pubescent yeah. and like with superpowers, yeah. there would be people would be killed. Yeah. Like three or four people would be killed a week. You know.
0: <laughs> Lady One. Yeah. What is your next fix for? New Mutants.
2: So my next fix has to do with our lone grown-up, uh, Dr. Reyes. So I did not even fully understand that she was a mutant when I was watching this movie. Uh-huh. I thought that she was controlling those force fields the way that she was, you know, watching them on surveillance, that it was just like part of the hospital. Like, like, s- like
0: s- some kind of tech. We
2: have a bubble around it. And I don't know, once mm-hmm. you... Come in here, we put a hospital bracelet on you, and that makes a bubble. I don't know. I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it, but I didn't think it was being manifested by her mutant powers. Okay, okay, that's actually cool. Why is she the most boring mm-hmm. person? She, She's a cardboard cutout of a character. She has to mm-hmm. say the line, I'm a doctor, several times. <laughs> Because there's nothing else to her. Like, she just sits <laughs> in a computer and reads her orders one line at a time and then is like, okay, I will go kill this teenager. Cool. Thank you for your orders. She has no, like, conflict about having to essentially put a human to sleep. She's just like, okay, well, the computer said so. Like, she's nothing. She's a complete waste of a character. And – yeah. So I needed to look her up because I needed to know more about her. And so I read that actually in the comics, like, when she makes these force fields, she can feel an attack on that force field. So, like, those kids oh, trying so to... so if you punch yeah, it, she feels she it? she should feel it. So when they, like, casually put her to sleep with, like, some sleepy tea or something, they should go <laughs> out to try and bust out of this hospital and start attacking that force field. And that should wake her up that she's being attacked. And then we could see, like... The attack manifesting itself on her like that would be scary if all of a sudden like you know rains pawing at the the force field bubble and claw marks are showing up on the doctor like show me that that's Ooh, connected to her that's neat like it just sh- they completely wasted her character and gave her no emotions whatsoever and didn't really explore the powers that she has based on the source material I thought it was a huge waste
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. It would be cool if they hint it like something happens with the the force field and like without explaining it, yeah. you see like a small bruise on like her face. Yeah.
2: Like make it a reveal that that's something she's doing that she is actually powerful. They think she's just like some regular mm-hmm. doctor in there mm-hmm. and it's like, "No, I'm one of you." Ugh, <laughs> this movie.
1: Although I do like I do like how they she says you point out that she says that she's a doctor many times, but then she She violates her Hippocratic oath and tries to kill her patient at the end. So,
2: (laughs) yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) And she starts referencing her like she's like a vet, like she's putting down like the family dog. (laughs) Yeah, oh,
2: that's right. No, no emotion. Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, the worst part is when she tried to spay Wolfsbane.
2: J.C., what is your last fix for the New Mutants?
0: So this movie went on an exhaustive search to get an ethnically appropriate Native American. So they ended up with the Lakota descendant, Blue Hunt. But then they went ahead and in the comics, there's uh, an Afro-Brazilian character. That is the Sonic Sunblast. Sun what, what's... Sunspot. Sunspot. Sonic Sunblast. In the comic,
2: Sonic. <laughs> <sun, laughs> Sounds like, like a favor like of Sunny
0: D. <laughs> New from Gatorade. Um, but um, yeah, so this character is a is Afro Brazilian, and they just picked you know a Brazilian, you know, which is fine, I guess. But the problem is, is in this time where it seems like representation is super important, especially in. Superhero movies, it's getting more and more important that more people can see, more kids and more fans can see themselves in the characters. Nobody in this movie is African-American. Nobody in this movie is African anything. There's no black people in this movie at all. And seeing all the strides that movies have made to be more inclusive, I thought it stood out. I was like, there's no black people in this movie. Why? Like, the director Josh Boone did it for no reason. And his excuse was, oh, I didn't see color I was just looking for the best actor for the job. <laughs> the guy from 13 Reasons Why is the best actor in the world you could find to play this yeah. character. The only character who's African in the comics. So
2: that's just lazy. it's
0: super lazy. This is a character who is black in the comic. Just so please make him black in the movie, too, because yeah. it felt out of place In the current climate and with everything going on, it felt like such a such a backward choice to do that when it was right there in front of them to do.
2: It's in the source material. How are you messing this up?
0: Exactly. And there's like
2: (laughs) almost like it was an '80s movie. It's so white. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
0: they kept that aspect of the '80s apparently. It's it it really was the Breakfast Club, just a bunch of white kids. Okay, uh, so without further ado, I think we should consider New Mutants' screen fit. Screen 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 Your turn. <laughs> All right, uh, do you have a final thought <laughs> on New Mutants? matt from the first run
1: um yeah not worth your time folks unfortunately the the x series goes (laughs) out on a whimper it's too bad there are a couple solid entries but most of them are terrible it's just too bad
0: uh what is your favorite entry for people that might want to watch logan
1: is my favorite of the x-men proper movies yeah Yeah.
0: that is a good one lady one what is your final thought on New mutants
2: so my final thought has to do with the way they set up where this hospital is and they tell them like well the nearest town is 20 miles away but like Arya is a wolf and the other dude's a fucking cannonball can't they get places <laughs> super fast like that's that's only like discouraging if you don't know which direction you're walking and you're just a regular magic <laughs> day of walking
1: <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. can step through the abyss but to I anywhere know. she wants to 20 go miles 20 to miles to the nearest town uh.
2: 20 miles Not a hundred. Not this is on an island. That would have been a good way to end
1: it. I mean, everybody uses their powers. Like the demon bear shows up and like Moonstar, Danny gets on top of it and she rides away. (laughs) To the nearest mall. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The end.
2: You have a final thought jason
0: yeah did you know that this movie had a song in the soundtrack by marilyn manson it's so yeah sad. it's a, a cover of the song <laughs> cry little sister which was originally written for the movie the lost boys oh, okay he debuted it, it during his like... heaven upside down tour <laughs> <laughs>
2: This feels like one of those like Mad Libs version of it was like the artist, the cover and the movie it was originally from. Like somebody just picked things out of a hat. It's like Marilyn Manson's doing this song. All
0: right. Well, Lady One, why don't you send us home?
2: So you can reach us here at the show by sending an email to ScreenFixPod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ScreenFixPod. We are also on Facebook. Just search for ScreenFix Podcast. You can listen to the show on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would absolutely love it if you would leave us a rating, review, uh, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and tell a friend.
0: All right, we also have a Patreon account, if you want to give us some of your cheddar cheese. So, why don't we leave everybody with, I'm going to read to you guys the beginning of a bad one-liner in the movie, and I want to see if you guys can, can finish it. I think so. All right, ready? Here we go, Lady Wan. I'm going to queue up one of those bad one-liners, and you knock it out of the park. Here we go. <laughs> I'm Rain. He's right. It's magic. So am I. You got it. Yeah, Ilyana, awesome. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's see if our guest can knock one of these out of the park. I am Ilyana. Here we go. This isn't the hospital.
1: (laughs) It is a cage, and now you are trapped in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Do any of you guys uh, remember okay. one of the beginnings to a one-liner and wants to set me up with one?
2: Yeah. I can be uh, Danny being uh, afraid of that okay, bear. Okay, go for it. It's too big. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're bigger. Is
2: <laughs> that
0: appropriately This stupid? is so weird. <laughs> we would like to thank... <laughs> We would like to thank Matt from The First Run. Tell everybody a little bit about Yay! The First Run and where they can find your next episode, what they can listen to sure. now, all that stuff.
1: Um, so, first off, thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you can find The First Run anywhere you get your podcast. Just type it in, The First Run. Scroll past all of the marathon uh, podcasts that are out there, and eventually you will get to The First Run. Yeah. That's the film <laughs> podcast. Uh, yes. We have our own website, thefirstrun.com. And if you just want to hear about two middle-aged white guys talk about movies and uh, listen to my esteemed esteemed host, Chris Scalzo, just ramble on because he likes to hear himself talk. This is the podcast for you. Uh, Our next one is um, we're going to talk about The the New Mutants and um, Bill and Ted basically yeah. use it for our next
2: show I'm willing to bet that the episode of the first run about both of those uh, yes will it will be right now
1: you can get it <laughs> yes. right now today in fact st-
2: right now
1: stop listening to the show
0: they are some yep. of the hardest working potters in yep, the biz yeah that's right
1: underappreciated we're the longest running podcast you've never heard of <laughs> that is that is an
0: official slogan <laughs> <laughs> all right so oh, thanks everybody see you next time bye bye <laughs>
2: So here's how you know if he's looking is because he goes like this. That's how you know he's looking at himself in the reflection. See, it's happening now. If he's not making this face, he's not looking. Infer. for Just in general. For no, the that, record, let just, the
1: record show that uh, Lady Wan was making a duck face. Um, just so yeah, everyone listening so- knows what that
0: Great, is. Fantastic.